Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 76 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Right now, I am sitting on my living room couch. I am sandwiched between two small dogs who are snoring, who you might hear in the background, and we have a thin crust pizza in the oven. I think it's fair to say that today is a pretty good day. (laughs) We're doing all right. So I thought, why not? What better time than to sit down and answer and do a little round of Q&A? Yeah, let's let's answer some questions. Over the years, you guys have sent me some questions through email, social media, direct message, what have you. And I thought, what better way than to get all these questions together and answer them all at once? Just knock them out with one podcast stone, if you will. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to dive right into it. Anything from how-tos to tips and tricks of things that I've learned around along my way, along my journey, um, down to you guys got a little bit personal, <laughs> which is fun. So we're going to dive right into it. Let's see what we got for the first one here. Just so you know, I wrote them all out. I have like one, two, three, five pages and so I wrote out the questions and uh, let's just get into it all right question number one I think this is probably one of the most popular questions how do you overcome cravings number one figure out why you have the craving yeah figure out Is it the situation you are in? Is it your mindset? Is it what happened today? Is it what that bitch Becky said to you on the playground when you're watching your kids this afternoon? What was it? What kind of put you into that mode of craving alcohol? And go deep. 
Like, don't start asking, but why? Like, be like a toddler about it. You know how kids always are like, but why? Because it's blue. But why? Because I said so. <laughs> like, go deep with it. Figure out why you're having that craving. And it usually comes down to a feeling. Feeling of insecurity, feeling of stress, feeling of fear. What is it? And then once you figure that out, I always like to do the whole play the tape forward situation. So really play like, okay, what would happen if I have this drink or if I have this bottle of wine? What does that usually look like for me? Well, for me, it looks like having a horrible hangover of like just debilitating anxiety, horrible depression, very dark place, you know, waking up, maybe thinking like, oh my God, did I really text her? Did I really give Becky a piece of my mind after she said that on the playground a day? <laughs> what did I do? Once I play that tape forward, I always think, does this action align with what I truly want? You know, is by drinking this beer or by drinking this glass of wine, does that really align with who I want to be? And you don't even have to be this person in your current state. Um, but does it align with this person that I plan to be or hope to be or hope um, or am I aspiring to be? Chances are the answer is no. So if it's no, put down the glass. And by that time, you kind of figure out, oh, yeah, actually, this isn't going to be as fun as I think it's going to be. And it kind of works itself out. Uh, number two, what do I do if friends don't support my sobriety? Oh, this question always hurts my heart a little bit. You know, there are 7.5 billion people in the world. And if the people that you were surrounding yourself don't support you in whatever it is, not even sobriety, which is ridiculous why someone wouldn't want to support you bettering yourself. Um, but just in general, if, you're, if the people you're surrounding yourself with do not support you, move the fuck on. Peace out. There are 7.5 billion people in the world, like I just said. And I know it can seem scary and like, oh yeah, it's so easier said than done to move on. Yeah, you're going to risk being alone. Absolutely. But you need that space. You need that place in your life to, to almost push you to go out and meet the people that are going to support you and that are going to be there for you. Because if you don't make space, you'll never go out and you'll never find them. Or they'll never be able to find you because... Your space is too much consumed with all these jackholes who don't support you. <laughs> so free up that friend real estate, that whatever relationship real estate, and go and socialize with 7.5 billion people out there in the world. Do it online. Find people in your area online. I find that's the best and easiest way to do it. And then meet in real life. Don't just keep it um, an online relationship because that kind of gets boring and is very one-dimensional. Get out and meet these people. Make connections. You meet connections by meeting in real life. 
Number three, I always convince myself I'm okay to drink. How do I stop that inner voice? Oh man, the wine witch. <laughs> I, I, oh, I always like reminisce, you know, like it's like reminiscing about being in that relationship that you totally forget why you broke up and you only remember the really good things and how like good and felt to have someone who knew you or understood you or thought they knew you and understood you. Um, that is kind of how I, I relate to alcohol. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to convince yourself not to drink sometimes. Again, this kind of comes down to the same thing as cravings. You know, why and what situation does this inner voice kind of pop up? So when does the wine witch come out? When, when does her voice get louder? And you really have to call out her truth. Like, is she really spitting the truth out there? And if so, what are the repercussions? Like if you were to have a glass of wine or if you were to have that beer, what does that realistically look like? I think having one glass of wine or one, one beer is kind of like taking one Advil. Like get the fuck, are you serious? That does absolutely nothing. One Advil, <laughs> goodbye. I, I can never stop at one. And that's the, the whole reason I think we're all here, right? Because we never could really stop at one. So calling out your inner voice, labeling this woman. Wine witch is a good one. You can absolutely use that. Uh, beer bro, beer bitch. That's a good one. Um, whatever, make it personal. Make it whatever. It could be Patricia for all I, you know, what, whatever name you associate to that inner voice that is just nagging at you and tapping on your shoulder and telling you, it's okay to have just one. Name her and then tell her to F off. <laughs> no, you tell her what the truth is, what the repercussions are, what reality actually looks like when she comes to town. And again, just like the cravings, does this action align with what I truly want for yourself? You know, does drinking fit into the life that you want for yourself, that you see for yourself? You know, that you're, I call it your 2.0 self, like your hot ass, you know, just lit up, excited, just totally in your power 2.0 version of yourself. Does this action fit in to that person? Good thing to ask yourself. And a great segue into question number four. <laughs> this is something I actually get daily. People want to know, how did, I, how did you get sober? How did I do it? Well, uh, there is no secret sauce. I'm not a unicorn. I am not anyone special for that matter. Uh, it was a lot of trial and error. 10 years of trial and error. So through 10 years, you really kind of figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And I really ran towards what 
did work for me. So, and when I, when I say what worked for me, I kept doing things that made me feel good, that brought me joy, and in turn, that kind of changed my mindset around sobriety. Like, I really focused on what I wanted in my life instead of what I didn't want, and so I really changed the mindset of around sobriety, and I was able to see the value in it. Because for over 10 years, I was just thinking that I was going to be restricted. I was going to be lacking, not only in like the physical act of not drinking, but I was going to be lacking in the fact that I wasn't going to be fun enough. I wasn't going to be uh, witty enough, or I wasn't going to be that party girl, that outgoing, energetic, um, just person that people wanted to be around and I thought that I couldn't be that person without alcohol so that you know changing that value and that mindset around alcohol as well really helped show me like actually I am all these things when I want to be when the time is right and when I genuinely feel these feelings absolutely I can turn them on. I can be that funny person. I can be the life of the party. I can be that witty person that I really love and want to be. But I can't always be that person because that's ridiculous. That is not sustainable. And it's actually really not genuine. Because if I was happy and, you know, the life of the party all the time, it kind of would water things down because then nothing would really excite me or like, when do I know that I actually really like something? So, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone has watched the, the new Taylor Swift documentary, but I watched it yesterday and it really hit home for me when she was, you know, being called as a fake and a liar because she was the person who everyone thought she should be. She was living up to what a good girl, a good artist, or a good performer was in her mind. You know, being happy all the time, being bubbly, being just energetic and the person who gets along with everyone and, you know, goes with, with, the, with the crowds and doesn't really put up a fight or, you know, stand up for herself or have a backbone for that matter. And she got called out for it. People were like, ugh, she's so fake. You know, because she was consistently just happy and going along with the masses. It's like she didn't have a personality or wasn't authentic to herself. And then people, I guess, kind of felt the, the need to call her out. Anyways, that is how I got sober. Again, trial and error. Um, and then I figured out that sobriety was nothing but to gain. Like, I had nothing to gain. In, I had everything to gain. Let's just stop. I had everything to gain in sobriety. I had nothing to gain when I was drinking, that's for sure. Jeez. Um, and I also started with 30 days. I started, um, didn't say forever. I still actually don't say forever. I say, like, I can do whatever I want. We can always do whatever we want. We have choices in life. I am staring right in front of me as my wine cooler. I could go crack open a bottle of wine after or pause this and go crack open a bottle of wine if I wanted to. 
but I don't want to. That's the whole point. You got to get to the point where you don't want to because I don't want to miss anything in my life. I know that once I start drinking, I'm going to feel really shitty about myself. Like for days, not just today and tomorrow, I'm going to feel like crap and it's it's not worth it. It is so not worth it. My life is so much better now that I don't need to go there. I don't need to go back to that. I'm so far beyond that. I don't want to miss anything in my life. And I think that is a place where you can tra- like say that you're truly healed because you can you all have choices. You can do whatever you want. But you choose not to. And that is a really empowering and freeing place to be. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. So number five... Number five, with five tips. (laughs) Um, What are the five tips to staying sober? If you have seen me on the news lately, I have shared these tips for dry January for people who are like sober curious or dipping their their toe in the sober pool, if you will. Um, But these five tips actually work always. And uh, these are just five tips that I keep in mind whenever I'm moving through my day too. So as I said before, when I said, talked about getting sober and how I got sober, don't say forever. It's too much. It is too much pressure. It's so overwhelming. Start with just 30 days. And then number one is alternatives. Have alternatives to alcohol, whether it's kombucha, mocktails, juices, Whatever you see fit, non-alcoholic beers, wines, whatever, find some alternatives. Our brains don't work that way. You can't just take something out of your routine. You can't take something that is in a habit. You can't just eliminate it. You have to replace it with a healthier option in order to, to complete that circle, to feel like you are not coming from a place of lack. You're not, you don't have FOMO. You're not missing out. So replacing alcohol with a healthier alternative is a great first step. Second is community. Find other people who are like-minded and are trying to achieve the same goals you are. So that can be in real life, in your, in work colleagues, friends, family, and online. We have a huge beautiful online community of sober girls who are either sober or trying to get sober and you will find someone to connect with. Number three, experiences. Yes, 
This is where the work comes in. Of course, it's so easy just to go to a bar, hang out, have a couple of drinks. Well, guess what? You're going to be forced to get out of your comfort zone and find something interesting to do with your time. Yes, and not centered around booze and drinking because that's boring and we need something new. So wherever you live, there is something to experience in your town. Go out and find it. Number four is focus. Focus on one thing at a time. Don't be a jack of all trade, trades and master of none. It will get overwhelming. It'll, you'll get frustrated. And it's actually easier to give up because you're frustrated and overwhelmed. So stick to the task at hand. Stick to 30 days and then we'll talk. <laughs> and the fifth and final is to stay curious. Stay curious through this whole 30 days of uh, your sobriety. You're, you're starting to get sober. You're going to meet parts of yourself that you've never been before. You're going to face fears. A lot of things are going to come up. Just stay curious. Think of it as, a, as an experiment. Think of it as a, a means of gathering information about yourself. Stay curious. Okay, on to question number six. What do you drink when you're not drinking? Great question, and so happy you asked. Well, there's tons of options, especially nowadays. It's really, really amazing. There's tons of non-alcoholic beers, wines, even non-alcoholic spirits. Yes, these are actually spirits that are distilled like a traditional alcohol but it has had the alcohol removed. So you still got that, that flavor, that texture, that, I guess you still got that zing-ish <laughs> in flavor without the alcohol. Um, I also love kombuchas. Uh, those are like my, my go-tos. Um, lots of really interesting sparkling waters coming on the market. Literally mocktails, if you're into like making creations and really making it your own, that is a fantastic way to go. Basically, the sky's the limit. I mean, just because you can't have alcohol, it means you can have everything else. And that leaves it pretty wide open. <laughs> Number seven. Ooh. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. This is a good one. Why do you think celeb celebrities are coming forward about their sobriety? Okay, I have to talk about this one. I have to give a little backstory of context on this one. So if you've seen my interview on Marilyn Dennis a couple of weeks ago, there was a psychologist on there and we were asked this question. Why do you think celebrities are coming forward about, about sobriety? And I didn't get a chance to comment or let's just say rebuttal his answer because I was actually quite upset about what he said. It just, it struck a nerve with me. And what his answer was, they have to, because of social media, because of, you know, everyone being so public these days that they have to come forward. It's not really a choice. I think that is complete and utter bullshit. I think stating that, um, takes away the power and uh, like how these celebrities have come forward and have talked about their journey. They don't have to. They do not have to volunteer this information at all. It's called the publicist. They can literally get away with murder if need be. Um, They do not have to volunteer this information. And I think the reason why these celebrities are coming forward, and there's been a lot, even just in this past year, Brad Pitt, uh, Jessica Simpson, Kelly Ripa, Rosario Dawson, these celebrities are coming forward because it's empowering and it's freeing to be that open and honest. You know, it's freaking exhausting trying to save face and not addressing something that you are struggling with. Um, most of the time it's privately, but it definitely bleeds out into your public life, whether you like it or even acknowledge it. Um, Yes, these people are very public people, and I think talking about it also takes the power and the stigma out of it. So by addressing, you know, what they're going through, it takes that power back. It's very unifying, and it just cuts through the bullshit and brings everyone together and really shows that, of course, celebrities are human and they go through the same things we do. And it's really unifying and, and really lovely to be able to connect to someone on that level. And I think for them as well, not only for us um, who get to receive the information, but for them who are volunteering this information. I think it's very empowering and I love it. I think it's just really fantastic to show that um, sobriety has different faces. It's for everyone. Number eight. Ooh, okay. Why do I post about celebrities and coming forward as sober girls? Well, celebrities are extremely influential. Like, I literally just did my hair like uh, Margot Robbie today because she had these really cute kind of wave situation going on with her hair. Celebrities are so influential because they're 
in all everyone's lives wherever you look wherever you turn they are there in not just in movies but in real life instagram facebook we pick up cues and they're extremely influential so to show that they are human and that they are flossom side note if you don't know what flossom is it means they are flawed but still awesome Uh, like all of us you know sobriety is for everyone it's inclusive it is not just limited to celebrities it is not just limited to the average civilians like ourselves (laughs) but um, sobriety is inclusive and it's for everyone so that is why i post about celebrities and because we do put them on this pedestal like oh because they're successful or oh because they have all this money what could they possibly want more of in this world? Well, guess what? They have the same feelings and emotions as you and I do. And so they go through the same situations that you and I go through. So again, it's just more showing that they're human, they're not impenetrable, and they're just like us. Okay, let's see. Question number nine. So what is the alcohol content in kombucha and non-alcoholic drinks? Is it safe? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, first and foremost, when you are drinking non-alcoholic drinks or kombucha or actually doing anything for that matter, maybe like smoking pot, I don't know, whatever you do, Check your intention above anything. So what is your intention when you are even like on your phone? You know, tons of people use their phone to zone out. What is your intention when you are doing this thing? When you are drinking that non-alcoholic beer, are you, what's your intention behind it? Are you coming from a place where you're like, oh, I want to get back to how I used to feel Or are you actually genuinely drinking the non-alcoholic beer because you like the taste of beer? So you need to check where your intentions lie. Now, for the science behind it. Non-alcoholic drinks, that means non-alcoholic beer, wine, spirits, and kombuchas. Kombuchas would be considered an alternative. Legally cannot contain more than 0.5% alcohol in them. And I think this is because people don't want you getting that buzz at a cheaper price. Um, I mean, that's just me. That's just When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. 
Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Something funny for a side note. But in all reality, um, the legalities behind it, a product cannot be labeled as non-alcoholic if it has a percentage more than 0.5. So it, there, if it's more than 0.5, I believe it can be labeled as low alcohol content, which you need to look out for. But no alcohol or um, alcohol-free is anything 0.5 and below. Now, are they safe? Physically, yes, because it is physically impossible to get drunk off any non-alcoholic drinks or um, fermented kombuchas that are within the 0.5 alcohol content. And this is because you cannot build up a level. Your body will process the alcohol. I believe in it's about, if it's below or 0.5%, your body takes about 16 minutes for, to process it. However, if you were to have like a regular beer with 5% alcohol, your body takes about three hours to process it. And that is when you build, it's like building blocks to get drunk. So, you know, you have a th- two or three beers, you're absolutely going to feel it. It's gradual. You're going to get drunk, right? We all know this. Um, but with non-alcoholic products, it's physically impossible to get drunk because your, bro- your body processes the alcohol too fast to even have the building blocks in order to get drunk. So I think you would need to drink like 56 beers in an hour, I think I read, um, to even get a slight buzz. And even in that case, you would most likely get sick from water poisoning and um, get nowhere near your goal. So yes, it is safe. Again, check your intuition. Why are you drinking this? Why are you using this product? Why are you, you know, where are your actions at? What are your intentions? And then proceed from there. What else do we got? Uh, Question number 10. I'm bored in my sobriety. What do I do? Oh, sweet child of mine. Um, Chances are you're not bored. (laughs) Believe it or not, people in in regular life call this peace. It's because you're not having the drama around you of being drunk and a crazy person that you probably think you're bored. Um, But in reality... Um, that lo- usually looks like re- relaxing or, you know, taking a break from drama. It's called peace, girlfriend. Um, you're not bored. You, the, like the old saying, only boring people are bored. Well, chances are you're not a boring person. So 
Nah, that's not it. That's not it. But go out there and try something new. If you're bored and you're looking for something to do, you can literally do anything. I think drinking alcohol is very restricting. You can't drive. You probably shouldn't go to work when you're drinking. Um, you definitely should not be looking after children. You actually should just not be in public places when you're drunk. That's pretty frowned upon. So that's pretty limiting and makes you really boring right out the gate. Um, I literally do everything sober without booze. I went to see Cascade. I go to strip clubs. I do everything and anything sober. So try something new. Go something, do something where you always wanted to go. Um, Learn something. Educate yourself, girl. Get out there. You have the time and now the money that you're not spending on booze to put into yourself. So take advantage of it. You have this freedom. You're not bored. It's called peace, homegirl. (laughs) Enjoy it. Life is not all about drama. I mean, you can turn on The Real Housewives and get your fix that way. But just sit back and relax. You got this. (laughs) Bored. Oh, God. I'm boring. I'm bored. You're not. It's called mental peace. Uh, Number 11. Oh, okay. Uh, Getting personal here. Why did you move to Vancouver? Hmm, that's a really good question. Well, I was living in LA for 11 years and I really missed my family and I missed my, my real friends. No offense, LA, um, not really a lot of real friends there. Um, I also miss the seasons, the changing of seasons, like spring, summer, fall, winter, all those good things. Nature. I discovered after 11 years, really good try, of living in the city that I am not a city person. I need my space. I need my greenery. I need my nature to feel calm. Um... And just nothing was keeping me in L.A. I made all these internal changes, and now I really needed to make external changes. So Vancouver was just way more aligned with my values. Um, I mean, look at Meghan and Harry. Like, they left the spotlight of being royalty (laughs) and moved up to, to Canada, to Vancouver Island, because it's so stunning. It's clean. It's so much more laid back. Everyone's warm and genuine and it's just a really lovely place if you have those values. If that's important to you, I highly suggest Vancouver. They should totally, this should be a tourism ad. This would be really nice. (laughs) Um, But I really love Vancouver and I really love them the move and the change so far. I definitely will be back in LA from time to time, so not to worry. Um, But Vancouver is definitely more aligned with my values. All right, number 12. Oh, Christ. Oof. Why am I single? 
<laughs> shit, if I knew that. Um, that is a really interesting question. Uh, probably because I don't leave my house. So by default, I remain single. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, I think the reason why I thought it was important to answer this question is because uh, a couple years ago, when I was newly, newly sober, like just right in it, um, I had a, a relationship. And I think why I am still sober is because my heart still hurts. Um, dating when you're sober is really fantastic. And if you're lucky enough, you meet someone that you really connect with. And that was the case. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, and it was a really hard, I think this was like one of my first really eye-opening relationships that I felt that I not only loved the person, but I think more importantly, I respected them, which was huge because in all my previous relationships, I never really respected my partners and that is exactly why we fell apart because I didn't respect them enough um, and I acted out and I you know wasn't a great person and I treated them horribly because I didn't respect who they were or I didn't respect our our relationship or connection so this relationship being sober and probably not all over my codependent stuff um, was a really hard one to get over with. And it is definitely easier to hold on to the past and what it was than to move on. And I think that is why I am still sober and something that I am still kind of working through. I'm also really picky. You know, with being sober comes being very aware. <laughs> and it just really lends me to be very picky, which I think is a great thing to, to have. I think I'm, it is not something that I am worried about. I think the right person will come around. Um, but it's not something that I want to rush I really believe in monogamy and I really believe in long-lasting relationships. I'm a total loyalist. I'm a very much into relationship type person and I don't want a flash in the pan kind of thing. So my whole idea around relationships is if I want something to last forever, why rush it? So I am definitely open to meeting new people I am just staying true to who I am and what I want and I'm not settling in that realm at all or actually in anything. Um, so yeah, that is why I'm still single. <laughs> uh, question number 13. How do you deal with stress? Hmm. I cry. I cry a lot. I try not to do it so much in front of people anymore or like in public places because it really makes people awkward and then you have to like explain why you're crying and then that's just a whole, just gets frustrating. Um, 
but I do. I cry. Like I let it out. Um, I also admit, you know, when I'm stressed or when I'm sad or when I'm worried or when I'm afraid. I think a lot of my stress comes from being afraid. So I really just admit it instead of just trying to bury it away or work like, or trying to, I guess, avoid. You know, we always try and stay so busy to, um, and call it stress management. But if we keep trying to avoid, you know, buy this product or, you know, try doing this, you're kind of prolonging the suffering. Like you just have to go through it so you can carry the fuck on. Um, I think everything else just a bit of avoidance, but avoidance isn't horrible. Um, if I'm going to go the avoidance route, I think humor really works for me in the form of like TV, movies, um, even being around friends that can make me laugh and get out of my own head. Working out definitely works. Yoga, in particularly hot yoga, definitely works. That is, That totally gets me out of my head for at least an hour and a half. Um, and I especially love looking in the mirror at yoga and just being like, yeah, I can hold that pose, girl. Um, <laughs> but as far as dealing with it, you just have to go through it. You can't avoid it. And I felt like when I cry, when I admit what I'm feeling, either stressed, sad, worried, afraid, whatever those emotions are, it tends to take the power away and allows me to carry on. So, yeah, that's how I deal. Oh, okay, this is a good one. Number 14. Do I get fillers? I am assuming like injectables. Mm, okay. Do I get fillers? Yes, I do. So I definitely get a little something something in my lips because I used to have baby baby lips and I just like them being plumped because I think it's cute. And then I also engage in Botox. Um, I have very thin skin. I don't even really know why I'm explaining this to you, but I am. But yeah, I get Botox. I love it. I'm so into skin stuff. Like skincare is my jam. So I really love facials and all and all that good stuff. But skincare to me also includes a little bit of filler and a healthy dose of Botox. I'm not so much into makeup and stuff. Like I never really wear makeup unless I absolutely have to. And I try not to like terrify most people with my non-makeup face. Um, but I'm not I'm not a makeup person at all. I really, 95% of the time, I am sans makeup. Uh, but skincare is my jam. So that uh, kind of concludes the question and answers. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. And keep them coming. I will always keep answering them to the best of my abilities. And of course, you can refer back to this podcast for any questions that you may have asked. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girl's Guide. 
and leave a little review or comment on the podcast. We love to hear your feedback. Of course, do not forget about the blog. Head over to a sobergirlsguide.com for all these amazing tips, tricks, celebrity stuff. Who is becoming a sober girl this week? We got it. Head to the blog. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good day.